0: I den här utgåvan av Månblads kulturpodcast så ska du få en klassiker från arkivet. Den här episoden blev först gångs sänt 2 mars 2018. God lyssning.
1: That, that's kind of why it made sense in a way that the, that, that punk spirited culture would come from the right this time around.
0: Ting heute in Rasa för Så var det venstre side som bryt normer om sex og kjønn, og, og fick dem etableret til å klamre sig til, til perlekjedene sine. Nu er det den unge digitale høyre side som har den rollen. Og de gamle radikale er dem sjokkerte. Så hvordan skjedde egentlig det her? Angela Mager, selv tillhörne på den kjedelige ventresiden, har skrevet boka «Kill all normies», som, som handler om hvordan på nettet har vært med på å forme alt-right-bevegelsen og etablerat en ny høyremakt som bland anna har banet for Donald Trump väldigt väldigt grovt skissert så står den digitala kulturkampen Nagel skriver om mellan unga män från från som den tabubrytande 4chan på den ena sidan alltså folk som puschar yttrandefriheten dess yttergrenser och organisera synkroniserade schikanangrepp riktade mot mot enskilda personer och på den andra sidan synelatna. Myke och överföljsamma bloggare med många fascinerade känslor kjønns- och etniska identiteter på nettsida som tumblr. Vapen i den här stiden är er uendliga mängder mema, gifva, videor och sinte tweets. Jag snakkar akkurat med med Nagel om när nya politiska slagmarka och om koför psykolog Jordan Peterson som det har varit så mycket snakat om i det sista, kan vara en god kraft i möte med alt Nagel med å forklare, hva den moderne kulturkrigen egentlig handler om.
1: Um, in a way, they're kind of a replay of previous culture wars in that they um, cover a lot of the same issues around kind of race, sexuality, the role of women, um, uh, migration, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, the book is somewhat American centric. It's, you know, primarily based in America. So in the American context, the big kind of culture wars would be the 60s and then later the kind of um, b- mm. backlash ag- against PC, I suppose you could call it. the, the In the 90s, uh, there was the Pat Buchanan kind of moment. Uh, so essentially, it's about the those issues re-emerging, but in a different form. Mm-hmm. So previously, it had always been uh, conservatives versus cultural radicals. And what made the online culture wars different is that although a lot of the same issues were cropping up, it was actually, to some extent, liberals, if you like, who had kind of won the previous culture wars, who found themselves in the Mm -hmm. more establishment position. And then it was all these right wing teenagers basically who were um, who were trolling them and who were uh, taking the place of the right uh, wing of the culture wars but they were different in various ways they they weren't connected to you know the 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 church uh, they weren't religious um, they were kind of irreverent and adopted a lot of the same styles uh, that the left used very effectively in the past
0: yeah because c- that's one of, of the things that really fascinated me because you you describe uh, in your book yeah i think you say something like for the first time maybe ever <laughs> the right uh, was the side that seems to be having the most fun you know the the there's a lot of dark parts of of the digital right that you described but there's always at the same time this sort of humor uh that it's wrapped in you know this meme culture and uh jokes and and trying to offend people that really as you said used to be something that came from the left you know from the the 60s counterculture you tried to say something that made people clutch their pearls and suddenly it's it's switched around How, how did that that happen
1: well, I think it was because of the fact that um, the left, you know, the the, the 60s left, we'll say, the, the kind of cultural radicals of the 60s left were extremely successful. I mean, if you think of, you know, what a defeat it must feel like to be you know, uh, one of the conservatives who lived through those culture wars, you, you would feel like you completely lost, uh, because they did in many ways, I think. Mm. People on the left never want to accept this, but I think it's just undeniable, really, Um that uh, at least on the cultural stuff, you know, the, the the left did win. That that's kind of why it made sense in a way that the that that culture would come, that kind of like slightly punk spirited culture would come from the right this time around. Because you know the boomers are in power now, like they're the grandparents kind of, and they came from the '60s. So you know Hillary Clinton was a perfect kind of embodiment of all of that. You know, and what what kind of what sort of 60s liberalism looks like when it's hegemonic.
0: You talk about, especially 4chan, which started out as sort of a picture-sharing site, but sort of morphed into so much more and went through different sort of iterations of itself. But but how did that sort of wanted thing is that you start sort of playing with images or jokes or uh, sharing a a certain sensibility, but how did 4chan, for instance, go from being... Uh, yeah, a, a place where where especially young men just shared images t- to actually being something political, because C- it's a step from just, you know, joking around to actually trying to change a political agenda or, or um, even managing to, to do so.
1: Well, 4chan was from the beginning based in kind of anime fan culture, you know, it had that streak in it always. And the anime fan thing and the kind of preoccupation with Japan has remained like consistently mm. part of of um of that culture and of of alt-right sort of internet culture, I suppose. Um but also it was always the so there was that there was also the fact that it was always about anonymous uh posting. And you know, why bother posting something anonymously if it's not you know, something that you would be in trouble for posting if you did it under your real name. So, kind of almost by defi-
0: definition, yes, so it's an incentive.
1: Yeah, so so kind of almost by definition, it was going to be posting things that were kind of playing around with taboo ideas and saying offensive things mm. that you wouldn't normally be allowed to say, and so on. So even long before it had a formal politics, it had those two elements uh, in it. Um, and it also had, 4chan always had this kind of culture of cruelty in it. Um, back in the days when like anonymous, when people were very interested in kind of hacker culture and anonymous were making the news and everything, um, the, uh, the there was this kind of really romantic view of 4chan. And I always was suspicious of that because um, I always saw that it had this really nasty kind of, cruel streak in it and that it was very much about the fun of large groups of people, you know, attacking one Mm. person, bullying someone, trying to make people kill themselves, like really dark stuff that was always in it. And at the time when, you know, when kind of hacker culture and anonymous was like a very fashionable thing on the left, there was, you know, 4chan were written about in, in um, quite a romantic way. So, um, So I kind of wanted to push back against that, you know, as well. So I would kind of reject the idea that that, that 4chan used to be something else and then suddenly it went alt-right. That's not true. Mm. Uh, The the seeds of it were were there from the beginning. Um, But I guess when it took, you could say that the politics board took on an overtly political kind of a... A set of political ideas, or something.
0: It's been very effective because of this imagery. Because there are so many symbols that you know are, are very recognizable. It's a lot of the meme culture is so visual, and and it, it's if it has sort of a plan or not, and it doesn't seem to, to be having a, a plan. It's 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 still to go back to to what you started with. You know, with the the the, the right suddenly using uh things that were were connected to the the left it seems that the right has suddenly understood and mastered um the importance of winning culture and able to mm. to win um to win politics itself you know has has the right really just sort of stole Gromsky and 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 run with it or is this just again just completely dynamic all of it
1: yeah i mean they have um I'm not sure that that was necessarily planned or anything like that. I think it just, they they just saw from direct experience how effective it was for the cultural left in the past. And so they started, you know, but if even in terms of some of the ideas, like, you know, so when I was an undergrad in college, if you were on the left, you were probably, you had probably some connection to the anti-globalization movement. And of course now, the mm. you know, the alt-right constantly talk about globalists and globalization. Um, you would also probably have been reading Chomsky and had a very strong distrust of the media. Now, who's talking about fake news and, you know, condemning the media as being propaganda and manufacturing consent and everything? It's Trump and his kind of followers. Um, you know, no, I don't think any major newspaper in America supported him. I think they, they, they he was pretty much universally opposed by mainstream media. So, mm. so it's not like it's not like the right just said, Oh, now we're gonna cynically kind of adopt these like um strategies of the left it's, they did have developed somewhat organically because of the fact that the mainstream media was actually against mm. uh that that new kind of right wing politics and um mm. and so they they ended up being the Chomskyans and the the Gramscians and all of that, um, and their the, their main methods were really cultural. I mean part of this is also just the hollowing out of political economy in American politics in general mm. like the the politics here are very, very cultural um, and you know you know the, the, you do have a few kind of mainstream economists who get you know who have columns and things like that, but in general, I do notice here everything is about culture. It's a, it is different in Europe. I think that the political discourse is much more it might be like 50 fifty economics and culture here It's nearly a hundred percent culture that's what's talked about wow. all the time.
0: yeah, and, and that sort of leads us into to speaking about the the other side of the digital culture wars, which has been very much uh, focused on culture or more specifically on identity uh could you just explain sort of the the tumblr's sphere or or yeah the the sort of the opposite of of the 4chan world
1: yeah so at the same time that all that stuff was developing on the kind of right-wing internet we'll just say um you had uh, a, a a um a kind of enemy camp uh and i used tumblr as a the the main kind of platform that I associate with this style, uh, it wasn't exclusively on Tumblr or anything like that. I mean, it was on everything, but mm. um, so it would be an increased focus on things like cultural appropriation, um, you know, ever multiplying sort of gender and sexuality um, variations or identities. Um, you know, uh, so essentially kind of taking the the cultural gains of the left to the next stage, I guess, you know, and, and trying to rid, um, the, rid the culture of any kind of remaining, uh, uh, symptoms of like, you know, patriarchy and, um, racism and stuff like that through language
0: and through culture. You say in your book that in 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 some ways, at least, 4chan culture and the, sort of the irreverence within it, and then there's sort of the poking fun of 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 basically correct uh, culture. That that came as a as a direct response to to the identity politics of places like like Tumblr, for instance. Do they share some sort of responsibility for this monster that we're battling on the on the internet?
1: Well, I think it's kind of a bit of uh, uh, chicken or the egg kind of because I don't, it's hard to say exactly which came first. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, the the, the Tumblr culture kind of emerged and then the the far right kind of happened in response to it. Mm. It's more like symbiotic, Uh, like they're both aware of each other. They both kind of, because it's all very young people, um, they're kind of looking Mm. at one another as, you know, this is what the future is going to be like, you know, if if we don't stop this, the other side. Um, so maybe both sides became more entrenched and a bit more extreme and, and a Mm. bit more, um, I guess having a sense of immediacy that like something must be done. Um, that was kind of the feeling I got from it. So that was really what I was trying to capture more than saying anyone is particularly to blame. Uh, Mm. I I just wanted to say that these two cultures were observing each other, Mm. were reacting in response to each other.
0: Yeah, because you also describe, you know on the left or in the Tumblr sphere, uh, fairly harsh tactics as well. I mean, you you mentioned cry-bullying. Could you just explain that concept uh, to to the uninitiated?
1: Yeah, so it just means um, that you use um, a a kind of... you adopt a, a position of grievance in order to launch really... Big sort of attacks against an individual, um, but instead of of doing, I suppose, what Forchan do and, and sort of relishing being a bully, uh, they 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 cry while they're doing it. So they pretend that they're the victim when, in actual fact, they're they're kind of weaponizing um, you know uh, uh, politics and and they're they're you know their marginal position to actually usually have a, have a very large group of people attack one individual. So I describe that in terms of, um, I talk a little bit about Mark Fisher in the book. Uh, Mark Fisher is most famous for his book, Capitalist Realism. And, um, Mark Fisher was one of the first people to kind of Say what a lot of people were thinking basically, which is that there was this culture developing on the left of mm. bullying and kind of you know just like purging people and getting people kicked out of things and this like really extreme purity kind of politics. Um, mm. and uh, and you know, he found himself ironically. Uh, you know, in in an attempt to prove him wrong, they just proved him right, because he found himself on the receiving end of a huge uh, level of attack in his workplace, in the media, online. It was huge. It was absolutely shocking. Uh, And and so, but the important thing Mm. is that they always, the people who are attacking him always did so from the position of, you are victimizing me uh, by what you have said. Mm
0: even though they actually have a collective power that sort of mirrors fairly perfectly the the power of the the mob on on, on the other side in in some ways so so yeah. what do you think about the, the development of 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 or the importance of of identity politics right now there's so much discussion from the left uh, sort of discussing itself and it's it's um it's uh, focus on identity politics what what's uh, what are your thoughts
1: um well i don't take a simple position of just opposition to identity politics because i kind of accept that identity is important to most people and that um and that there is some identity component to almost every movement. I mean, even if a movement has a universalist kind of a philosophy behind it, or a goal even, uh, you'll usually mm-hmm. find some some identity component to it. Uh, the, the extent to which I'm critical would just be that... Um, I think it shouldn't be everything.
0: Just to get back to you know, the tablets, where you say there's a sort of an, a hardness to, to the as um, what seems to be very sort of soft and and, and open to, to that part. But there's also, you describe, a sort of a softness, <laughs> somewhere at least, on uh, in 4chan culture. There's... there's There's uh, young men who are often frustrated and also sort of trying to find a solution. There's a lot of sort of vitriol and anger, but there's also every now and then, you know, self-deprecation and people trying to sort of find a community. And, And what we've seen... Not to, to mix him up in, in everything here, but we've seen for, uh, a character such as George, Jordan Peterson, mm. who's suddenly become a sort of a father figure for the old light, at least, if not yeah. the old. Yeah, he has. Old, Right. Um, and in some ways, sort of speaking to the specific, sort of specifically men and part of a 4 culture, how do you see uh, a character such as, such as, such as, such as Jordan, Jordan Peterson?
1: He's very interesting. I mean, his book is essentially a, a self-help book. Uh it's like self-help for men. Um the the whole self-help mm. kind of genre is almost entirely female. Um but his that is kind of what he's doing. I mean, that that's the he has lots of other things to say about young and everything, but but that's mm. the stuff that really is attracting people and making him a popular figure. He's he's essentially a kind of a liberal of some type. I mean, like a, actually i mean his role is essentially conservative though in the sense that he's yeah. you know you have these really radical mo- like online movements or at least sort of politics in some form ideas yeah emerging on the left and on the right among younger people and he's kind of trying to regain the center ground so he is i mean literally mm. reactionary in a sense right he's he's trying to cling on to mm. um and and trying to lend some kind of a serious voice to something that is an alternative which is so, something more centrist politically um i'm not sure whether that's going to be enough uh to be honest but it actually reminds me a little bit of um you know, Oscar Wilde wrote about how the the biggest kind of um, hurdle to you know revolution is actually charity rather than capitalism. Um, you know, in other words, like it it acts as a as a sort of release valve for tension that would otherwise be building up. And I almost feel like Peterson is that to the alt right. You know, he's uh, he's re- he's yeah. sort of taking like very young men who are. Reacting against political correctness, who don't like feminism, who don't like the left, uh, and who are sort of a bit lost and adrift politically, and he's kind of channeling that energy into into something that he's trying to be constructive. Yeah.
0: So, so they'll end up on the other side, as sort of classical conservatives.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but it's a very mm. individualized sort of response you know like the people always make fun of him for Mm. the um you know cleaning up your bedroom and like walking Mm. what is it like yeah anyway he he um it's an individualized response to what is you know really a bigger much bigger social problem Mm. but you know i don't see uh, I I can understand his appeal basically, and his he his, he, hmm. he is trying to, to 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 do something constructive and positive in his own way.
0: And he is some, yeah, as, as can be read as sort of a part of a change of the 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 right on the internet. Uh, but but have you seen any other sort of changes f- for since your, your book came out in 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 the yeah. digital right?
1: Yeah, huge changes really. Um, one of the big things is that in the kind of the excitement of the Trump moment, all of the stuff I was talking about was all kind of in one big um, pot. So the people, the big kind of alt-right figures were having alt-right people Mm -hmm. on their shows, on their podcasts. They were all kind of mixed in together. I mean, they were actually socializing together as we found out later in that BuzzFeed piece Mm. that showed like Milo was hanging out with all these, you know, fascists and stuff. Um, one of the things that's happened since is huge division, like very, very bitter kind of divisions uh, where these groups Mm. now don't talk to each other and they actually hate each other. Um, uh, And another thing is that the the alt-right in the strict sense, the kind of identitarian white nationalists, have kind of come into their own as a political movement. So they have demonstrations, they have rallies, mm. they have publications, they have, you know, they, they they really are a political movement now. I was talking about, at the time, what I was trying to describe was something much more uh, fluid and it was more like a style or a sensibility that mm. existed online um, and, and that hadn't kind of uh, branched off into all these distinct political groups now. Another very important thing that's happened too is that I think it's become obvious that all of those alt-light figures who had massive, you know, followings on YouTube and Twitter and stuff like that, that they, it has kind of become obvious that they don't really have any ideas, uh,
0: hmm.
1: which is the kind of the worrying thing because like, all the all the, the energy then goes further to the right or else it goes to figures like Peterson, I suppose. But uh, but the old light people like Milo and stuff like that, I mean, they, they don't really have any solutions. They don't really have, all they're really saying is we need to have a bit of free speech and, uh, you know, we need to return to some kind of end of history, like consensus basically, mm. which um, that's over, you know, I think.
0: Just a, a, a final question, you know, because to 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 bring us back to where we we started, you know, about the the um, the ability to say th- something that somebody can find offensive. How do does sort of a, a a shocking saying something shocking sort of go from go from here?
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's very hard to say because, I mean, at this point, it's almost like we have two things happening simultaneously, and it this really emerged online first, which is why I think it's worth looking at it as an internet-based kind of phenomenon, which is that Mm. at the same time, you have this kind of culture that would be, you know, if you listen to even like music that's just on the radio in the background when you go into a store or, you know, just that is everywhere, it's ubiquitous, uh, movies and TV and stuff like that, you know, in a way, there's kind of almost nothing left to do in terms of shock. The, the, it's hard to imagine something an artist could do, for example, that would be that would be shocking in terms of like violence and sexuality and stuff like that. So, so that has kind of been brought to its to, to such an extreme point that there's nowhere left to go, uh, and it's almost descended into a kind of nihilism. So, you either have to say. You know, shock is only as good as the as the idea that's being communicated through it, um, mm. uh, or you have to say it's some kind of an a priori good, you know, um, and mm. uh, yeah, so so that's kind of, uh, but I I I just uh, I think it's quite a tired idea in a way at this point, um, and I think it, you, it's mm. much more worthwhile to you know, to talk about like, what are you actually for? And what what institutions do you want to build Mm. in in replacement for the ones that you've torn down? Uh, I think that should be much more the mode that the left should be thinking in, like very constructive, Mm And uh, and very positive and advancing positions instead of all, all just trying to tear other things down.
0: Uh, it seems a lot more difficult to be constructive than to be funny or shocking. Well, yes, it is. That's why nobody does it. <laughs> exactly. But thank you so much for for speaking uh, speaking with me. Oh, thank you. Det var allt vi hade i Monblancs podcast en uka här. Om du liker det du hörer här, så fortäll väldigt gärna vänner och familj om oss. Och om du går in på iTunes eller det podcastprogrammet som du du brukar och ger oss en hygglig tillbakemelding där så hjälper det oss för blöffarna Musiken ni hör i bakgrunden är laga av Beglomegg och Oddne Mesjord. Jag heter Askel Matre och såre. Vi hörs igen nästa vecka.